We are. We are. We are cultivate. 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 We are cultivate. Thank you so much for tuning in to Weird Distractions Podcast. This is a weekly show where I, your host Alex, rotate in discussing true crime cases, paranormal hotspots, eerie folklore tales, some spooky urban legends, and a couple of creepy conspiracy theories to provide you and more than likely what Lewis and Arthur Chevrolet may have considered a weird distraction from everyday life. This week's episode is a freaky urban legend that may just have you looking over your shoulder afterwards. Before we dive into this week's episode, I have a little bit of housekeeping and then I need to fill you in on what I need a distraction from this week. In terms of housekeeping, nothing too major, just a little reminder that Weird Distractions Patreon is still paused while I'm on a mini break. Oh, and I will also say in kind of reviewing some of the resources I used for last week's episode being episode 172, The Unsolved Murder of Georgette Bauerdorf, I forgot to mention one resource highlighted how the evening of Georgette's murder, she apparently picked up a hitchhiker. And I didn't really come across that in any other resource other than just one. The resource didn't really mention that they were able to figure out who got in Georgette's car, whether they left with her from the canteen. Maybe it was a soldier. I think it's one of those things that maybe this resource had kind of reiterated from another resource that who knows where the information actually came from. And it's possible that this information is accurate. Maybe she did pick up a hitchhiker or maybe she did give someone a ride that night, but who's to say at this point? But I figured, hey, I'll just kind of call it as I saw it as kind of a oops here's a little thing I missed. So if you haven't listened to that episode as of yet, take this information and it's just something else to kind of keep in mind when it comes to the unsolved murder of Georgette Bauerdorf. Hopefully I did that case justice and hopefully you all enjoy learning about Georgette. Now focusing on my need for a distraction this week, I would have to say this one's actually a spooky one, which is different because usually I tell you I need a distraction from work or from just everyday life and we get distracted with something spooky. But this one, this is a spooky one that I definitely need a distraction from and I'll explain why. So I have been re-watching the episodes of Lore on Amazon Prime, which yes, it is the TV series based off of the podcast by Aaron Mankey. It's one of my favorite podcasts and I'm loving re-watching season one. But I need a distraction from the Robert the Doll episode. I don't know why, but it really spooked me out. It was probably because I was watching it late at night and like right before bed. But now it's like all I'm thinking about. And you know what? I'm a little spooked out for that. So that's my need for a distraction this week. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, basically in a very short summary, Robert is this doll that is apparently possessed by some kind of darker force. I've heard about the story so many times, but to be honest, I kind of avoid it because I don't like creepy doll tales. I hate to be a bearer of bad news. I might not cover it on the show. I haven't really decided yet. Former host Christy and I have talked about another haunted doll on the show being Annabelle. That's a pretty notorious one and I would say Robert and Annabelle are kind of on the same wavelength so to speak. Anyways, if you want me to read your need for a distraction, feel free to send me a DM either on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, slash X, whatever it's going by this week, or you can shoot me an email at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. 
Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Urban legends seem to be everywhere, like leftover sparkles from that cheap dollar store gift bag that you bought for your friend's birthday. No matter how much you try to ignore them with rationale or with a vacuum trying to get rid of those cheap sparkles everywhere, they always come up somewhere. Many of us have probably heard numerous urban legends growing up, and I would be surprised if someone out there hasn't heard of today's urban legend. Lock your doors, grab your phone, and well, Maybe just double check that all the doors are actually locked as I tell you the urban legend surrounding the killer in the back seat. Due to potential coarse language, distressing topics, along with other disturbing adult themes that could be discussed today, listener discretion is advised. Picture the scene with me. You pull up to a gas station after what feels like a really long day. Maybe you were out at work, stuck in a cubicle for what felt like a decade. Or maybe you were at school, cramming your head in knowledge to prepare you for an upcoming exam. Perhaps it's neither, or both. Regardless, your eyes are heavy, your stomach is rumbling, and your car's gas tank has dwindled near empty. And in order to be proactive, you decide to get gas then as opposed to the next morning. Because let's face it, it's always better to get gas the night before. You fill your car up, and instead of paying at the pump, your feet wander into the convenience store as if your stomach is controlling them. You grab a snack, maybe a coffee or a pop, before paying your dues to the gas station worker. As you walk back out to your car, you're probably feeling refueled. Pun intended, and before you know it, you're back on the road. As you're driving along, you notice a truck behind you. It's an average pickup truck, maybe a Chevrolet or a GMC. The person driving the truck appears to be on a mission to tailgate you, though. You roll your eyes and turn up your radio, ignoring the arsehole behind you as you drive just slightly over the speed limit. The truck driver behind you then blares their headlights. You can't help but look up and become even more irritated as you see their hands dramatically fly around, as if they're doing an interpretive hand dance. The truck continues to get closer to your vehicle, which is increasing your anxiety. What is this person doing? Are they trying to kill us both, you think? You decide to hit the gas pedal and feel your car accelerate below you. Before long, the truck behind you is out of sight. Finally, you pull into your home. Still a bit spooked from the truck driver, you find yourself rushing into your home, your safe space, and looking out the front window. What if they followed me home, you wonder, almost out of breath from sprinting from the car to your front door? That's when the truck pulls in behind your car. Your heart drops into the pit of your stomach. A man gets out of the truck, looking concerned. After locking eyes with him, he begins to yell, Call 911! Call the cops! There is someone in the back seat of your car. Before you even fully process the words floating from his mouth, a larger man, dressed in black, gripping a broad axe, pops out from your back seat. The guy from the truck confronts this tall man, but his words don't stand a match against the man wielding the broad axe. Your street becomes a bloody scene, and you find yourself unable to move from the front window. The truck driver, you see, was trying to warn you about the killer in your back seat.
The little narrative I just read to you is a rendition of the eerie urban legend called The Killer in the Backseat, or sometimes legend is simply referred to as High Beams. You may be curious as to where this urban legend even came from. It's hard to pinpoint the exact details, but some resources point that it was first written sometime in the 1960s, somewhere within the United States of America. For example, according to the book titled Indiana Folklore, the story hadn't really been recorded as much. However, that doesn't dismiss its traveling through spoken storytelling. It wouldn't surprise me if perhaps it even started earlier than the 1960s, and maybe it was even made up somewhere else across this floating rock we call Earth. Nonetheless, it appears that the North American version of this tale seems to kind of have the same narrative to a certain degree. The main character, or victim, is often a female who drives into a gas station or some kind of safe place to rest momentarily. As she leaves, she is then followed by some kind of dude. Typically, this female is alone. I haven't really seen many retellings where she's with someone else, so I think it's safe to say most stories depict her being alone. As she leaves, she is then followed by some kind of man, typically a burly man or some kind of lumberjack in a vehicle, usually a truck, who is seemingly tailgating her, flashing his high beams and all around being a douche behind the wheel. However, once the woman is out of her vehicle, she finds out that the man driving behind her was trying to rescue her as he witnessed a man in her back seat with a weapon. Now, sometimes this man or what I'm going to refer to as the killer has a weapon of like a meat cleaver or some other tales say that this person has a knife. Maybe they have an axe. It just it really varies. I think the takeaway here is that the killer is either packing heat or is just on a mission to kill. But this explains why the person driving behind our main character was flaring his high beams and trying to get their attention, so that this fiend is blinded from attacking the woman while, you know, she drove. It may come to no surprise that this urban legend from the 1960s has had its fair share of modern critiques. One critique comes from a Snopes article that points out the sexist and outdated undertones of the urban legend, highlighting that the prey or victim behind the driver's wheel is always a female, and both the evil fiend and the rescuer are male. Which is interesting due to some believing that the urban legend actually stems from a real-life situation involving a male cop stumbling upon a male killer in his back seat. The year was 1964, and an officer had, allegedly, stopped in a gas station in New York City. I don't know why, but I'm imagining that it's really hot, there's a lot of smog, and the officer is just in a cranky mood. As the officer pumped his gas, an escaped murderer hid within the back seat, not realizing that he just got into the vehicle of a police officer. When the officer went to put his snack in the back seat, which one retelling mentions it was a box of donuts, a little too on the nose if you ask me, the officer then finds this other man in his back seat and proceeds to shoot him. This situation clearly does not involve a lone woman or someone falling behind the cop trying to warn him of a killer hiding in his back seat. The weird thing about this tale is that I kept coming across it in doing this week's weird distraction research, but I couldn't find any names. So it could be that this story in and of itself is also an urban legend. It's really hard to say. And I think that's the beauty and the wonder and just the overall mystery of urban legends in a nutshell. Just when you think you've come across something that is real life, there's this weird overshadowing of missing information. Speaking of real-life incidences where there was a killer in the backseat that have been lumped in with this urban legend, I wanted to highlight the murder of Paul Stein. 
Paul Stein, for those who don't recognize the name, was a 29-year-old cab driver from San Francisco, California, who was murdered by the alleged serial killer, referred to as the Zodiac, after giving the unknown assailant a ride. I came across this connection on the website Scary Studies. It's definitely interesting. I don't know if maybe Paul Stein's murderer was kind of the catalyst of the urban legend. I only saw the connection of Paul Stein's murder to this urban legend mentioned once in that scary studies website so it's not really clear and again that kind of adds to the mystery of urban legends and where they really came from but again we have potentially a male victim in this real life incident so it's not quite the same as the tale that's being retold around campfires or during late night slumber parties where it's a single female driving alone at night and there's men around her that are either trying to save her or trying to kill her Keeping that in mind, is it possible that these tales somehow got twisted in its many retellings? It's hard to say for sure, and again, that's the magic and the mystery of urban legends. The tale continued to float through the decades, even being written about by folklorist Jan Harold Runvand. Jan reported on the urban legend in his book The Vanishing Hitchhiker, which it kind of plays into the exact same story that I've told you before. You know, there's a woman, she's driving home at night, there's a guy behind her, he's blaring his headlights, he's being obnoxious, but all in all, he's trying to protect her from a killer in the backseat. That's not all, though. The legend has shown up in cinema, too. Nods to the killer in the backseat legend can be seen in the 1983 film Nightmares, along with the 1984 film Mr. Wrong, and in the 1998 film Urban Legend. However the story has been told, or how it continues to be told, it still seems to provide an unnerving sense of fear when entering a car alone at night. Although you may have had your car locked up all day, your fear feeds into your subconscious to the point where, I'm sure, you turn around and check your back seat every so often. And maybe you should. In March of 2013, a woman in Chicago entered a Shell gas station to fill up her minivan. While she was fueling up, an unknown man entered and hid within her vehicle. According to an NBC Chicago article, the following occurred, which trigger warning for mentions of sexual assault. Quote, The man revealed himself as she drove away, police said, and forced her to drive to various locations. One of those locations was an alley in the 9500 block of South Colfax Avenue, where police said the man dragged the victim into the back of her van and sexually assaulted her. He then forced her to drive to an ATM machine at East 103rd Street and South Torrance Avenue and made her withdraw cash. The man left the woman in her vehicle in the vicinity of West 89th Street and South Lau Avenue, police said in a community alert, end quote. To my understanding, this perpetrator has never been found or brought to justice. And that's where I'll be leaving us today, as it's time to wrap up this week's distraction. Despite there being less than a handful of real-life encounters involving a mysterious killer hiding in the back seat, your eyes may still wander to your rearview mirror, nerves on edge thinking that someone might be there. And that's the power of urban legends along with folklore. Even though there may not be as much proof behind some of these tales we exchange throughout generations, we still hold them close to our chest. Whether it's to boast at a campfire or simply out of fear, as if we're holding these tales as a reminder to be cautious. Perhaps even as a reminder to lock your car doors. 
Let me know your thoughts on today's episode over on the podcast social media accounts or feel free to shoot me an email. I know today's episode was a little bit of a short one, but I hope you enjoyed it. And who knows, maybe I'll cover more urban legends like this one in the future. If you've enjoyed today's Weird Distractions episode, please consider telling your friends, family, coworkers, or anyone else who will listen about the show. You can tell them to find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, and many more. If you're streaming Weird Distractions or any podcast on a podcast platform that allows you to leave a rating or review, please consider leaving a rating or review because that is the best way and the cheapest way, because it's free, to support your favorite podcasts. Another way to support the show for free and to never miss an episode is to follow along on the show's various social media accounts. You can find Weird Distractions over on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. My handle is at WeirdDistractI1 and on TikTok. Do you want to financially support the show and get yourself a little something extra each month? Why not join one of two tiers over on the Weird Distractions Patreon? Each month you get exclusive content, such as bonus episodes and bonus series, such as the Even Weirder series, the Weird Destinations travel posts, plus early and ad-free access to regular feed episodes. You can find out which tier is best suited for you by going to www.patreon.com slash weirddistractionspodcast. Shout out to my current patrons, aka my weird little family members, Tom, Bailey, Angela, John, Alicia, Lynn, Susan, Jennifer, Shadow, Courtney, and Cheryl. I love you and appreciate your support so much. Without you, Weird Distractions may not be what it is today. Lastly, I want to hear from you. I would love to collect your stories of paranormal encounters, too close to home true crime cases, maybe even some weird MLM experiences, or maybe just in general weird things that you've encountered so that I can continue to release the Listener Distractions series. And you might be tuning in for the first time and you might not know what I'm talking about. This is a series that Christy and I originally started where we would read your personal experiences on air. If you have a story you want to share, please email me at weirddistractionspodcast at outlook.com. As well, send me feedback. If there are any corrections needed to be made after today's episode, please let me know. And as always, if you need a distraction, I got you. Bye.